Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A good Tuesday, one and all. It's Taz of the Moose with you. Back together again right here on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you, too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Uh, get mortgage. Mike, Pete, thank you. You'll cross the way. Bogus, your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Uh, outstanding. Outstanding. Hello, Moose. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hello there. Yes, good morning. <laughs> good morning to everyone. Yes. Chill in the air here in the Northeast. And last night, I mean, what a what a whooping uh, the Jets took out at MetLife oh, Stadium yeah. from the New England Patriots as they fall 33-0. Uh, the final, one of the worst picks I've ever made in my life as I took the Jets plus the points last night. I didn't like the Jets to win the game outright, thank God. But uh, I did like the Jets to keep that game close. And... Uh, that was a terrible selection, and the Patriots went out there and basically Sam Darnold played one of the worst games I've ever seen a quarterback play, uh, regardless of experience level, and uh, the offensive line was brutal. The Patriots' defense was amazing. Uh, Brady and the offense were uh, able to take advantage of the multiple turnovers uh, from the Jets over the course of the night, and uh, it was a tour-de-force performance by the New England Patriots. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a million different adjectives. I mean, beat down is the f- the only thing that really jumps out to my head. Yeah, there was that's a, a complete beatdown that that the Pats put on the Jets in the Jets' home. I mean, at MetLife Stadium, it was just outplayed on every level, outcoached, outcoached yeah. on level up, big time, outcoached. I mean, it was Sam Donald looked he he looked like a high school quarterback. Like he couldn't. He was. I don't think he was scared. I think he was just ultra, ultra confused by the looks that Belichick was giving him defensively, you know, as a quarterback for him to, to, to you know, play against. I mean, it was the game was just, yeah, the score was 33 nothing. But so, yeah, I mean, I'm Captain Obvious saying everything was lopsided from first downs to time possession. Uh, the Jets just didn't show up at home. It horrible. Horrible. It was really bad. Yeah, I mean, there's really uh, there's a game number sucked. of different ways I to mean, go. Yeah, it, it was a yeah. terrible game, unless you're a Patriot fan. Our buddy John from Orange is oh, texting yeah. me throughout the night, celebrating. Oh, you know, was he really? Enjoy, yes, enjoying yeah, the beatdown yeah. and texting and tweeting and all that kind of stuff during the course of the game as he took that one in. Um, it's as, as uh, you know, there was a lot of Patriot fans in attendance out at MetLife Stadium. Listen, you know, it wasn't like he threw out there some kind of confusing coverage in the secondary. You know, he was playing a lot of zero coverage, and he was sending blitzes basically every single time. And the Jets on both sides of the football, when the Jets adjusted to the right side, he sent to the left side. When they adjusted to the left side, he sent to the right side. You know, there was one point in time where Sam Darnold called out a protection 
uh, and picked up the you know the blitz and and called out the the number of uh, Jamie Collins who was coming in free. And the offensive line failed to adjust on that offensive snap. He kept on throwing all the ball off of his back foot. And the Jets, here's where you know, there was little to no adjustment from Adam Gase as a play caller and that Jet coaching staff is the very fact of they kept on running these deep developing pass patterns, you know, 14, 15, 18 yards down the field. And the quarterback doesn't have the time uh, in order for those plays to be able to uh, to develop. And, you know, that's what makes the Patriots the Patriots. And what makes the Jets the Jets is that <clears throat> the Patriots did something to the Jets early where, you know, they were going to blitz, blitz, blitz and see what the Jets did to adjust to that. And the Jets never adjusted as the night went along. You know, and you've got Darnold being picked up on the ESPN mic where he's like, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Yeah. And he was a little <clears throat> confused, certainly. And he was under duress the entire evening um, as he felt like he had little to no time whatsoever. They did a great job of keeping him in the pocket. They weren't, you know, over the top in terms of their blitzes where they created lanes for him to be able to run through or run around. Um, it was uh, a great defensive performance in which Sam Donald got early, you know, knocked around and, you know, a little bit confused. And certainly the throws that he was making where he's throwing the guys and trying to give them a chance to make plays on the football and 50-50 balls, it was just so many errant throws. It was just awful. No, well, that's, what I, that's what I was saying is, you know, they got out-coached the Jets, yeah, too. I no mean, doubt. Because there was no, to the point you just made about adjustments, there was, like you just said, there was none. The offensive line coach, he needs to be talked to. Okay, the offensive coordinator, he needs to be talked to. I mean, Sam Donald, he's out there. The offensive line, they're out there. You can see how where they're screwing up. But I'm just saying, there was no there was no change. There was nothing. There was no adjustments. Like, you're right. I mean, why are you trying to throw the ball deep? Why are you trying to stretch the field? I understand you guys are down by a plethora of points, you know, whatever it was, third quarter, hypothetically. You know, but, you know, utilize the screen. Utilize you know, a, quarterback, a running back in the flat. You know, something. Just get get. Grab six, seven yards at a clip. Lev Bell, you could see Le'Veon Bell, he wanted to run the ball well. You could see that he was, you know, there were, were little glimpses of, of, of Bell. He's almost like an afterthought, this guy. I mean, I almost feel bad for him. i got to be honest. Like, on this team where there's no, the, the blocking, the passing, the, the coaching, just, it stinks. I mean, Bell had 70 yards rushing. I don't know how he did that. Yeah. I don't know how he got that accomplished. <laughs> well, no, and, uh, you know, he certainly he got his money in the offseason, but you're right. I mean, in terms of. Well, not uh, just about the this... money. I'm saying he wants to play well. Oh, he I... wants to win, yeah, you know, and, and, uh, be competitive. You know, you know? He, he's actually played well in this yeah, for he the looks Jets. Good. I, it just, no... he, he does look good. He's been a good teammate. You're right. I, yeah, and, and there's, there, aside from the Cowboy game, Taz, there really hasn't been uh, yeah, much true. help. I mean, and yeah, it's right. amazing that the Cowboys lost to the Jets a week ago. I have out no of idea how that happened. I mean, how, how the hell does that happen? I, I mean, no Jerry idea. Jones would be scratching his head saying, wait a second, this is the team that beat us last week? How <laughs> go, you know, give Jason Garrett a call on his cell phone, summoning him to his uh, to the owner's office yeah, right? down there at AT&T Stadium. But, <laughs> um, uh, you know, the Patriots, you know, Taz, they're the best team by far in the AFC. And uh, it's amazing I don't even think it's close right now. I mean, what team in the AFC is going to give the Patriots a you know a go of it? If they stay healthy and the defense stays healthy, with how well this defense is playing, they're the best defense in the National Football League. There's no question about it. It's the strength of the unit. The offense isn't nearly as dominant, but Brady is good enough, and we know he's 42 years of age. Has 
I don't think there's a team that's close. I mean, all due respect to your Bills, I don't think the Bills will beat the Patriots in the postseason. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, we saw the Chiefs, you know, lose at home to the Texans and the Indianapolis right. Colts. <clears throat> and Andy Reid's a terrible playoff coach. I mean, the the Chiefs, gonna they got to get Patrick Mahomes back and healthy after maybe the next three to four weeks back under center. Chiefs going to all of a sudden beat the Patriots in that defense? I don't know if I necessarily see that. I think Brady and that offense would have a go at it against that Kansas City defense. Maybe it's the Indianapolis Colts who've got yeah. – you know, a great offensive line well, if they're able to play keep away and run the football and dictate the tempo and the style. But, Taz, you know, maybe you make an argument for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I, I guess you can make arguments for other teams, but from my perspective, you look at the Patriots as well-coached as they are, executing a game plan, the ability to adjust their game plan based on the opponent they're going up against. I don't think there's really another team in the <laughs> AFC that's really close to New England right now after seven weeks in the NFL season. I mean, the only team I would say, and you said them, is the Colts. I mean, just because of what they can do on the line of scrimmage, what they can do offensively with that that potent, nasty offensive line, um, and they're gelling pretty well. I mean, I mean, just to, just yeah, I, I, that's, that's the only team I would say. I mean, to answer your question, I mean, yeah, my Bills, and you know, they're in the AFC East. They're right behind the the, uh, the Pats, but they, they're not. I mean, I think we might be the only team that played them close. I'm trying to remember their all their scores, their, all the beatdowns that the, that the Pats put on everybody. But, I mean, defensively, I think we might be the only team in the – maybe in the AFC that can stick with them. I mean, because of the Bills. Bills have a very strong defense also. I mean, the Patriots' defense is definitely the best by far. But I would think that maybe the Colts, I mean, but I would – to me, I would think, man, Bill Belichick scheming up against Jacoby, that, that's a layup for him. You know, that's how I would look at that, but, you know, I mean. Yeah, uh, it means going into Foxborough and beating the Patriots in the, you know, the divisional round or on a championship Sunday. I mean, you can make an argument for Indianapolis, and, you know, you, you just gave the, the positives for the, the Colts and yeah. and what they could bring to the table. Now, I, we also looked at the Colts as saying, oh, they could do that to the Kansas City Chiefs last year, remember, in Arrowhead Stadium, and they went into Arrowhead Stadium, and the Chiefs lit them up. Yeah. I mean, so that's it's right. like, that's you know, right. with You're the strength right. of that yeah. offensive line, they'll be able to run it, play that's keep true. away I Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know, we were, we were both kind of thinking the Colts could give them a game, and that wasn't really much of a game. But you're right. That would probably be the only team. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I think mean... the Bills I think the Bills could hang with them defensively, you know, but I, I do think when push comes to shove, Brady, I have more confidence in Brady putting together a drive as compared to Josh Allen Absolutely. Uh, putting together a drive. And then you look at the Chiefs. Uh, I you know I, I think the I think the Patriots offense would get healthy on that Chiefs defense. It has it's not a particularly good defense. <laughs> yeah, and and the Patriots. No, you're right. You're right about that. That's true with, with the defense. But the Patriots, like, just looking at their scores. I mean, they put up a ton of points on everyone except the Bills. They put 33 up on the Steelers. They put 43 up on the Dolphins. They put yep. 30 up the first time on the on the Jets. 16 on the Bills. 33 on the Redskins, 35 on the Giants, and uh, 33 last night on the Jets. And then now they got the Browns coming up, and they're going to beat the lights off of the Browns too, by the way. That's going to happen. And I think they're playing the Browns home. So, yeah, and that's actually the only time I might want to see the, the Patriots win a game. Yeah, it's um, against Cleveland, right? I might, I might hate the Browns more than the Patriots, as, as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> um, yeah, but you run through the play, the teams that they played so far. The same amount of points. It's crazy. Right. You know? it, it is around the same amount of points. Now, you know, the, the Cole fan or the Chief fan or, say, the Baltimore Raven fan is going to look at it and say, well, who exactly have they beaten? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they, they beat the Steelers. You know, but that was before Roethlisberger injury. But, you know, the Patriots always beat the Steelers. But their defense was amazing that night, right? Yeah. The Jets aren't particularly good. 
The Giants aren't particularly good. The Redskins neither. The Redskins aren't particularly good. And then you look at the the one team that is a good football team. They won 16-10. Right. And they right. and up on the road, and the offense was shut down and stymied, and uh, they led that game at one point in time. What was it 14 nothing or 13 nothing? Uh, yes. uh, it was 13 nothing, right? I think it was. And then they get the field goal. I mean, so, and then they hung on for dear life at the end. And that's with the Josh Allen concussion. Correct. As Matt Barkley is finishing that game out. So somebody's going to say, well, you guys are talking up the Pats. And, you know, Moose, you're saying that the, there's nobody close, but the team that the, you know, the only team that uh, on that schedule that's, uh, you know, actually a, a really good football team right now would be the, the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And if Josh Allen doesn't suffer a well, concussion, maybe the Bills win that game. Well, I, obviously, I watched that game from finish to end, right? The Bills-Patriots game on September 29th. Um, and I got to tell you, my and I, it, it breaks my heart to say it, I never felt like my team was going to win that game with or without Josh Allen. So I'm just saying, if you look at the score, yes, everything, you look at the stats, the and that game was in Buffalo to the point you just made. That that was it. Just never felt. Maybe it's just me being beaten down from the Patriots so many years, from the Jets to the Bills. But it never felt like. Again, we're going back to to yeah, last no, month. I get you, yeah. But you know, I mean, you, you make a good point though. I mean, if you think about it, like who have they beaten? I look at it almost like University of Alabama football. About Alabama football, we were talking about them yesterday. They haven't. They basically beat up everybody, but they've played no one yet. So it's almost like the first six weeks of the season is almost like like a warm up for for Alabama. This is the same thing with the Patriots. They're playing teams that aren't great, and now they're going to get into the meat, as you see, Moose, of their, you know, of, of their their schedule, like the Browns. And then they got to go to Baltimore and play Baltimore on November third. That should be that's a night game. That should be an interesting That'll be a matchup. Good game. That'll be a good matchup. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. And it's fair what you said about the Bills game. And we don't have to harken back to complete right. that game. I do think. It would have been a lot more intriguing if Allen stayed healthy. The yes. drive deep into Patriots that when they had the goal to go scenario where eventually they failed right. on the goal to go scenario. And he's good in the fourth, as you know. And he is a yes, he's a good finisher. He yeah. got come from behind kind of quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I think it would have been intriguing yeah. to see if maybe they could have punched the ball in. But he goes out with a concussion, and that wasn't part of the storyline. And you know, last night a lot of people, myself included, thought the Jets could give the Patriots a game. And for the Jets here. You mentioned Adam Gase. Uh, a lot of people were screaming and hollering, saying, "Well, when he's struggling with Luke Falk at quarterback, it's a third-string quarterback. You got to give Adam Gase a little bit of a credit now, or give him uh, a little bit of leeway there." Now he's got his starter back. They come off a victory against the Dallas Cowboys. They're home against the Patriots. The lack of adjustments that you saw over the course of the game last night, and just the poor performance by the team on the whole. Gaze is going to get ripped to the high heavens in the well, New York media. <laughs> And Sam Darnold has as a competitor, and I'm a Sam Darnold believer. I got to tell you, though, I have not seen a young quarterback play. It's been a while. I don't know if I've ever seen a young quarterback play as badly as he did last night. And this is his second year in the league. I think last night was his 16th NFL start. This isn't start four or five mm. of Sam Darnold's career. This is start 16. And, uh, and he looked downright brutal. He did. And in the, I think it was the pregame. They did a little package, a video package on Sam Donald when he had the mono and he was out. And they talked about it, and he talked about it. Sam said himself how much he got a chance to work and, and study film and watch and watch the pass, the protection, learn about the protection that the Jets package has from an offensive line and, you know, running back protection. And I'm like, and then the game starts and all this happens. I'm like, well, he just sat home for a few weeks watching video. And like, I don't know what he was watching because the, the protection stunk. He wasn't playing at the protection. 
to your point about every time there was a blitz, and which was nonstop blitzing, they couldn't pick up the blitz. If, if they had a back in the backfield, he was non-existent to block a, a backer or a cornerback coming off the edge. And he was, like you said, falling off his back foot because he was <laughs> getting pressured insanely nonstop. And by the way, side note about Gase. Okay, we know he's those strange eyes and he's a wacky dude. By the way, comes out of out of halftime, and I couldn't help but notice. I might be the only guy who noticed. He packs a lip, right? He packs a lip. I've never seen that before. You don't see him doing it. My point is, he doesn't have. I think it was the first time he chewed tobacco was during this game. He's wiping his lip, and they got him on camera. It's dripping. I'm like, what is this guy doing? I mean, no one else cared about that. No one else noticed. I just needed, that's my inside voice coming out to tell the audience the man does not know how to pack a lip. I just wanted uh, to say that. Yeah, I, I didn't pick, I missed that scene of him trying to put, uh, the, what was he, doing Kodiak or Copenhagen? I, I, I think he might have been dipping a little Copenhagen. And what happened was, you didn't see him put it in. Like, he kept, he kept like white, it was like early in the third quarter. And he kept like, and got guys or people that are new at, at doing that, like you could, they don't know how, like they're, they're touching their lip, they're moving. Like I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah, he's he's a strange guy. He was talking to Sam Donald like in the um, in the second quarter, and you know because Donald was mic'd up, and it was like you could, I was uninspired. He was trying to inspire the kid. You know what to do. Halftime, we'll figure it out. It was like the most. It was like like acting. It was like he knew he knew Donald was mic'd up. Let me give him some cliche talking chatter. So it sounds cool on TV. The whole thing sucked. Yeah, I mean, it the is the same. The whole experience for me was horrible. Yeah, I mean, it, it is the same guy that did smelling salts during a preseason game. So Crazy Eye Jones. Yeah, yes. he's a whack He's a whack job. No offense to whack jobs. But I'm just well, saying, that's how yeah, he is. I mean, I, I think he's little to no sleep. That is the case for Adam Gaze. Maybe he needs to get a little rest a little bit more. Maybe I'll allow him to put together a better game plan than the one he got last night. Yeah. But it was downright dreadful. As the Jets fall the one and five, and the Patriots remain undefeated. Eight five five two one two for CBS. Want to hear from you? Is there a team in the AFC you feel good about actually knocking off the Pats? Is it as Taz and I mentioned the Indianapolis Colts? Maybe you're a Chief fan. Maybe you think it's the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I want to hear from you. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. It's Taz of the Moose just getting going here on this Tuesday morning. Interesting kind of rumors, rumblings around Tom Brady as well. We'll get into those. Randy Moss interview pregame last night before the Monday night football game as well. Touch upon that too. It's Taz and the Moose on this Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Let's go. Let's head out to Lynchburg, Virginia, Taz. It's Adam at CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Adam? Taz and Moose, what's happening? What's up, up, Adam? How you doing, bud? Uh, just driving to work, listening to you guys every morning. Thanks for taking my call. You got, oh, you it, got it, Adam. Thanks for tuning in, man. <sighs> hey, Sam Darnold. Mm. I mean, at the beginning of the game last night, I mean, Demarius Thomas dropped the first down pass mm-hmm. on the sideline. He looked like he was somewhat okay at the beginning of the game, but I guess, like you said, he got rattled while yeah. he was uh, yeah, I think throughout, the, I throughout think... the game. But they didn't help him much on wide receiver. No, they didn't. Or blocking or, or, or picking up a blitz. 
Like the blitz, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's not on yeah. him as far as the you know the blocking scheme to pick up a blitz, right? But right. yeah, he just you know he's got to try and move his feet. I mean, it's easy to armchair quarterback roll it to the outside, that's- throw the ball to the sideline or something. But again, we're doing that. I'm ta- telling you that from a studio. I'm not on the field. <laughs> it's a little, little bit different that's- deal, right? But you were yeah. right about Demarius Thomas. He's got to make that catch, um, and they, he didn't get a lot of help. And and I get it, but his decision making was terrible. Um, and then you get it's to- just hard to believe he goes from the Dallas game to the Jets game and just that much of a difference. Right. Yeah, well, what it shows you here's what here's what it showed you. The Patriots basically said we're going to gamble that our cut you can't pick up our blitz when we send it, and we're going to make you rush the throws, and the, we don't feel like you will adjust, has. And that's the thing you get on Gaze about is, you know, once you start seeing the, the Adam, zero coverage, Adam, thanks a lot for the call. The zero coverage in the blitzes, Taz. You got to run shorter routes. I know. I mean, it can't be running down the field. Doral doesn't have time. I mean, and then he's throwing the ball before the guy's even turning around. And you have Gilmore making the interception. It's just terrible. How about this? I, I'll put I'll put a, a, a youth football hat on here, a youth football coaching hat. Okay, you have a team that's blitzing nonstop, a middle school coaching hat. You want to draw. Hey, guess what? You got a guy named Le'Veon Bell who's a pretty dang good running back. Run a draw. That'll slow down the blitzing. It's simple football. Run a run some screens yeah. or attempt to it. It'll slow down the blitz. You know, I mean, I understand we're talking about Bill Belichick's defense. I got it. It's still, look, what happens is if those that play football, if it's a blitz, okay, the defensive players, the linebackers or the D-backs, they're coming full speed. So you run a draw, now that catch them because they're coming full speed. The blocking lets them in a little bit as you do a quick handoff to the running back who's next to the quarterback. That then the next plays will slow down the blitz. That's all. It just trains them. They didn't. They, they, they kept trying to throw the ball deep, like you said earlier. It didn't work. And the other, Ryan Khalil should have stayed retired. Man, that snap when uh, he had the to snap kick the, the, the safety head, oh, right in the safety bats Ooh. it out of bounds. I Horrible. mean, Khalil's been terrible. Horrible. I mean, he has been atrocious. Now he got paid, Taz. You know, they just paid him like seven, eight million dollars wow. to come out of retirement, but. He has been atrocious at the center spot. He really has been. Uh, you know, yeah. he cashed in one last year to cash in no yep. no long term investment well, emotionally whatsoever. And I'm not saying he's dogging it. He just looks awful. Right. No, he no, looks I, awful. I, I agree with you. And you know, I remember talking about this a few weeks ago with you and and the Jets, no matter how bad their teams have been over the years, they've always had good centers. Yeah, Kevin Mawai, yeah. a great center. Uh, Nick Mangold, a great center. You know, those guys were legit. You know what I mean? Like great players. And and this guy here comes out of retirement. Yeah, it's a bad Ooh. deal. It's a bad deal. <laughs> he's no, no, he's no Mawai. Mawai was, I mean, Mawai was great. Was and Mangold awesome. was great. Yeah. Um, but no, Khalil they, was great in Carolina, not with the Jets. Didn't they do? Yeah, didn't they do something? For, <laughs> I said I didn't watch halftime, but didn't they do something for Hawaii at halftime? The Jets? Uh, uh, did they put him in the Ring of Honor? I could have sworn I saw him like in a sports jacket on the field. Did they see something there? What, You're they, correct. Yeah, I am correct. Honor. Thank you, Andrew. There I am you correct. Go. Thank you. Very nice. I mean, I don't. I'm assuming you're correct. The, oh. Wait a minute. No, you no, just no, you're, no. You're incorrect. <laughs> wait a second. What? <laughs> wait a minute. You're like, you you just, are correct. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're always right. Thank you. That's what I meant. I'll tell right. you what. I had a little incident in the den yesterday at the house. Which den? Mine. Um, Upper or lower? Lower. Man, I got up. I you know we had this new couch, this new leather couch system with this gigantic ottoman. You could sleep five people on it, and um, it's got these thick, heavy, molded wood bottoms. Right. And I didn't realize because it's a lot bigger than the old ottoman we had. Right. So I get up I'm like, yeah, and I'm starting to walk into the kitchen. And I stubbed my big toe, my mm. left. Oh, man. Uh, broke the couch? 
No, broke my neck. Blood? <laughs> blood, yes. Oh. Blood, nail split. Crack you nail. made a couch yeah, bleed? Yeah, 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 oh, that's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, oh, my Band-Aid. God. Yep, Band-Aid. Yeah, uh, Band-Aid. Slight tears. Oh, yeah, that hurts. As my wife's telling me, toughen up. Yeah, that's, that hurts, though. She goes, I've seen you get destroyed with metal objects in a ring. I'm like, it's yeah, amazing well, what a crack nail will do on the big oh toe. Oh, God, dude. And the pain. blood will cause. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, that's a bad one. I don't care. Look, I'd rather get hit with a steel chair. Because yeah. I know how to do that <laughs> than this. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it really hurts. So right now my toe is bandaged up, uh, swollen. That's probably why I'm a little angry today. Usually, you know. Yeah, usually you're a very you're like a ray of sunshine. Absolutely. That's my gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look who just walked in. What's up, Andrew? Oh, hey, guys. Hello. Al, good morning. Hello. So uh, there were people. Some of them. Al. I'm looking about dudes. No, no, no. Weird Al. Weird Al. Got it. Uh, there were people, people who know football, who cover football, not just Jet fans, who thought the Jets could beat the Patriots on Monday Night Football. They were very, very wrong. Shotgun snap, drops back three, throws an arching spider down the middle. It's intercepted, a leaping, backpedaling, falling down Deron Harmon. End zone interception by New England. Third, Jet turnover. Second interception thrown by Darnold, and the Patriots have held him again. Four drives, three turnovers, and utter disaster. Kevin Ooh. Harlan on Westwood One. Uh, it Paints was, a nice picture. Yeah, it was. Uh, it got a little worse as well. Six total giveaways from Gang That Green time last I might have went to music. Five of them from their sophomore <laughs> QB, Sam Darnold, all in a 33 nothing shaming at home. When we go back and look at this, he's, he's not going to be happy. Adam Gase's offense managed just 12 first downs, 154 yards, while scoring two points for the Patriots when an errant snap from the aforementioned Ryan Khalil led to a safety. The New England offense included three short TD runs from Sony Michelle. They are 7-0 for the third time in team history. Up next, the Browns on Sunday afternoon. Lions running back Carrion Johnson reportedly out indefinitely with the right knee injury he suffered in Sunday's loss to the Vikings. The Raiders traded former first-round pick corner Garyon Conley to the Texans yesterday for a third-rounder. And the Panthers will start young QB Kyle Allen Sunday against the Niners. They are 4-0. Under Allen, while Cam Newton recovers from his left foot injury, Newton's rehab continues for now, said head coach Ron Rivera. It's opening night for the World Series. Astros, Nationals, Game 1 in Houston, 7-0-8 Central. Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer on the mound. And it's opening night in the NBA. The Pelicans mm. in Toronto, then the Lakers and the Clippers. However, it's back, huh? It's yes. back, uh, but not yet featuring Zion Williamson. Yeah. He just had surgery for a torn meniscus in his right knee. Zion you guys excited six it's eight back? Weeks. Six to eight weeks he's out, right. Mm. You guys excited he's back? Yeah, is that basketball's back? Yeah. yeah. I like the NBA. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah, basketball. Right. No, right. you're not? I, well, I, I, you know, I'm more of a football guy. I want football to last longer. I, I, I you know, why is Adam Gase's name trending, by the way? But anyway. Did you uh, watch Monday Night Football? Yeah. I, I guess yeah. Maybe it's the chewing tobacco comment. No, uh, yeah, no, I, just, I, no I, I love the NBA like everybody else, but I'm more of a... NFL fans, so once the NBA starts coming, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. We're wrapping up football, and it's depressing. That's uh, it. That's all well, I feel. Yeah, that's my no, honest. Like, I mean, like three it. months of football left still, though. Yeah, still, yeah, it's still a ways to go. Plus, the product's been so great. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I've just. You got Maction yeah. tonight? You got, like, Buffalo, Central, Ohio, anything like that going on mm. you can watch tonight? To... No, what I'm going to watch is actually Jesus. myself on, on YouTube. Oh, that's what I'm going to watch right. on AW Doc, which I'll promote again later, which is 7 p.m. Eastern. 
okay, on YouTube, uh, AEW Doc, with yours truly doing color commentary with my friend Excalibur. That's what I'm going to watch. Awesome. Okay? And then I'll watch the World Series right after that. How's that? Okay. That's what I'm watching. Okay. I'm excited for the Bologna watch party. I'm not watch watching Mac yeah. action watch party. <laughs> we are. A AEW Dark you said it with right, Pilates. Sir. Yeah, you said it. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to do anything after dark. You don't want to do anything dark with Pilates. This is the room I've heard. <laughs> now tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Celtics guard Jalen Brown, one of the players from the 2016 draft class that signed an extension to his rookie contract by yesterday's deadline. Brown got four years and $115 million. DeJounte Murray in San Antonio, Torian Prince in Brooklyn also did the same. Michigan State's number one in the AP's preseason college basketball poll for the very first time. Now, you might have been wondering, like me, uh, Magic's 1978-79 team opened at number seven that season. And hockey last night, the Blues snapped their four-game slide 3-1 over the Avalanche. That's Colorado's first loss in regulation this season. Guys? Oh, both, All right. Both, 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 both yeah, you guys both. still have uh, – my mic's on. Relax. Both of you guys still have Twitter accounts, right? Yeah. Yeah. You ever have a – I just had to notice this yesterday. I was following about four or five people that I never heard of in my life, and I don't know why I'm following. I, I think there's something going on where um, there's like some – I thought maybe one of you guys would know there's some kind of an automatic thing that's making you follow people you don't want to follow or like you didn't look to follow. I don't no, know. I haven't heard about that. Just keep no. an eye on that, everybody out there in the Twitterverse. Keep all an right. eye on it. Uh, just telling you what happened to me. All right. Uh, no, yeah. I didn't hear about that. So you got to be careful. Just be careful, Moose. I'm just telling you. We've right? heard followers going away, right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah what because of the bots, about? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I've heard of and with that. Were... But I've not heard about the, all of a sudden people popping up and yeah. following. And you can buy followers. You yeah, can it, buy followers. Yeah. Mike right, does but, that. Mikey B. Yes, he does. Right. Smart. Not for business. Right. Sound like I'm all of a sudden following some French soccer player no, that I didn't follow. He's following Mike's being to like a it's a new escort Twitter service. Yeah, just basically pay for followers. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. In fact, instead of getting actual tips for Uber Eats, you can just get followers. Thanks, Thanks for being followers. Thanks for putting me over. Mike, uh, as long as you're referenced, you're being put over. Oh, there you go. Let's not be hypersensitive because I'll throw my laptop at the TV. Okay? How's we're, that? We're going to get into a little NBA. We're going to talk about the Zion Williamson knee injury, what it means to the Pelicans here moving forward, and certainly for the NBA. As it is opening night in the NBA. We'll oh, get into that next. Yeah. It's Taz of the Moose with you on a Tuesday morning right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our player of the week is brought to you by Granger. Let's take a look at the one who got it done. This week it's Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers threw for 429 yards, five touchdowns as the Packers took down the Raiders 42-24. Out at beautiful Lambeau Field, the Player of the Week was brought to you by Granger. Granger's got your back when it comes to the safety and industrial supplies that keep your facility running. Get what you need when you need it at Granger.com. You got a doubleheader tonight as the NBA gets going. Raptors entertaining the Pelicans up there in Toronto. You're defending NBA champs. Obviously, they look distinctly different with Kawhi Leonard, <clears throat> now a member of the Los Angeles Clippers and the Lakers and Clippers doing battle if you're up late on the East Coast, out in Los Angeles at the Staples Center, the Clippers are the home team, uh, the Staples Center home for both of those squads. <laughs> it's going to be Lakers and Clippers out there in Los Angeles, Taz. And 
you know, Bogus mentioned the Zion Williamson injury out the next six to eight weeks for, you know, the uh, the super rookie uh, coming out of Duke who kind of grabbed this nation by its ears a year ago uh, with all the attention. And, you know, those that were that were critical of Zion coming into the NBA in terms of the Stalin fashion, which he plays the game, he's not going to be able to physically hold up. Well, they've got a check mark in their column because he's hurt before game one of his initial rookie campaign down in New Orleans, and he's going to be out for the next six to eight weeks. And and that's what stinks. I, I mean, it, it really is because, uh, you know, the association certainly has had a, you know, an interesting offseason, you know, a tumultuous last couple of weeks with everything that went down over in China and the fallout from there and the uh, financial hit that it took uh, after the tweet uh, uh, by Daryl Morey, uh, the Rockets general manager, and then the reaction and the lame reaction he got from multiple guys like Adam Silver and, and LeBron James. And now you look at it, it's opening night. I mean, who would want to see Zion Williamson tonight up in Toronto taking on the Raptors? And you're not going to get it, and he's going to be out a while. And what you hope is that this is not a precursor of things to come for Zion, that he's not going to have kind of one of those injury-plagued careers. You hope that's not the case. He couldn't get through a year healthy at Duke. Now he goes to the NBA, and he's hurt before his rookie, his first game in his rookie year for New Orleans. Yeah. That's a problem as well. And for a guy that everybody wants to just watch play basketball, I mean, that's that's a brutal hit. And, and, and no, I completely agree. And also, I mean, in the beginning of the summer league, right? We're just a few minutes into yeah. the game, right? Yeah, good point. He, he got hurt there. I mean, so, uh, and it was, I think it was a bruised left knee, I think it was then, too. So, so all right, so look, I actually had the same surgery. I had a torn meniscus, okay? And I, I think that's what he has. Yeah, he has a torn meniscus. This is right knee, though, okay? Um He's probably getting a scope. That's what they, they're not doing. Orthosco- they're doing orthoscopic surgery, not orthopedic surgery, which it's a lot less of a big deal. Um, six to eight weeks for a scope, I guess. You know, is probably average. I would think. I would think a little less for the average person. But the average person is not six six, two hundred eighty five pounds. You know, he's a big guy. He's a big, thick kid, and you know, he's got big joints and big muscle mass and a lot of weight on those joints. That's why he's got to make sure he keeps his weight in check while he's out. Okay, well, those six to eight weeks, because he, he's not going to be able to do any cardio cardio work, he's going to rehab his knee. So he's got to watch his diet, like, big time. And I'm sure the Pelicans will be all over him about that. It's an important thing that no one talks about. Because he's so big and thick, they've got to make sure he's not eating too much because, you know, you don't want to be too heavy um, because that's going to hinder him throughout the year. It's the beginning of the year. And he's a rookie, and like you said, this kid's a star. This is a guy that everybody's gravitating to, and all the things you laid out is perfect. But, you know, it, it's a thing where we've seen this kid get banged up before. I, I don't want to sit here and say, and I know you're not saying either, is he injury prone? I mean, it's too early to, to predict that. But, I mean, look, it's a scope, which normally isn't a big deal. Uh, he, he was he was out, what do you have, like knee soreness? So they kind of knew something was going on there. Well, the knee soreness, right? right. He was dealing, so, I mean, the the initial report is he's going to be out multiple weeks, right? right? Two to three weeks, whatever, however you wanted to find multiple. It was kind of an undetermined timetable. And then uh, all of a sudden it was a torn meniscus and he's going to be out six to eight weeks and repair the surgery. Well, I mean, it's good that they caught it, right? I mean, sure. after, oh, yeah. and that this didn't kind of linger where he's out two to three weeks and then all of a sudden they figure out that he's got a torn meniscus, and then he's out on six to eight weeks on top of that, right? right. Then you're looking at a nine to 10 or 11-week stretch where you're not going to have Zion Williamson on the court. So they caught it there, Taz, but, 
you know, when guys all of a sudden and and he's a, a you ran through the size, you know, I think he's the heaviest player in the league at 285 pounds, right. or maybe the second heaviest player in the league given his size. Um, you know, and he's not seven feet and seven one, right? He, he's not that kind of a guy. He's got a physical brand of basketball that he plays with. He's constantly he's a guy that's attacking the rim, going at the rim. Uh, he's certainly got the hops. The one thing you don't want to have happen is that this becomes part of the Zion Williamson story. And those that wake up this morning for opening night of the NBA test and say, this is a precursor of things to come, well, you have an argument to be made because he couldn't get through a year at Duke healthy, and college basketball is nowhere near as physical as the NBA, nor is it as taxing Mm. as an 82-game NBA regular season test. And he couldn't get through a Duke season healthy in college. Now he goes through it. He couldn't even get through, as you mentioned, the summer league and then preseason basketball, and he was great. You know, he shot 72% from the floor almost. He was averaging 23 points per game when he did play for New Orleans, but couldn't get through that healthy. So what would lead me to think that this is not going to be, and I hope it's not the case, but those are going to come out and say, listen, Zion's a wonderful basketball talent. He's a freaky-deaky athlete. There's no doubt about it. But I, you know, he's great, but he's also a guy that I don't believe is going to be able to stay healthy for large stretches of the season because of the way that he plays the game. I think you're right. And what's going to have to happen... And there's an argue, and people that say that, you know what? You might be right. And, and here's the thing. No, I agree that that he's going to get banged up a lot, and he's had knee issues. This goes all the way back to high school. He, he missed a few months during AA, AAU ball. I mean, he did. Yeah. I mean, in 2017. So, <clears throat> And I think you nailed it. I think because the way he plays and with his size, because he's, like you said, he's not a seven-footer, so that all that body weight and that mass is not spread out amongst all this height. He's built like a like an NFL uh, or a big D1 defensive end. That's how he's built. Yeah, you're right about that. And he is. plays like that. He plays ultra-aggressive. So moves to your point, maybe what he's got to do, and this is going to change the player he is, is change the way he plays. Well, then I, I get to the question, Taz, Kenny. I, I mean, Kenny, yeah. all of a sudden, because the criticism of Zion coming out was he didn't really shoot the uh, out, shoot the ball from the outside well. He wasn't a great three-point shooter. He shoot, shot him on occasion, but he was more of a guy of, I'm going to drive it to the lane, take contact, get to the free throw line, and try and finish at the rim. Is he going to be able to adjust to where now he becomes not a complete outside shooter, but adds more of that to his arsenal in order to stay healthy on the court? But also, that's not the player New Orleans drafted, right? right. So, I mean, right. you don't want a guy that you, you look as this kind of wrecking ball toward the force physical freak right. that's going to the rim and can't be deterred in terms of getting to the basket to now all of a sudden a guy that's settling for outside threes. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And listen, I'm going to tell you, this might sound crazy to some people because when you look at Zion Williams' body and because of the way he does play, like you said, like a wrecking ball, he he might not be a tough kid, meaning his body might not be might not be hardened. His body, he, look, he got hurt in the summertime. I think it was a knee to knee. That's how that's how he got hurt with that left knee. I think it was a knee to knee in the summer league. I mean, I, look, that could hurt for sure. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe just because someone's big and muscular and plays aggressive doesn't mean that they. Toughness to me is what you can sustain, what you can take, what your body can put up with. Tom Brady doesn't look like a tough guy. He's a tough guy. He's been hit a lot his career, and he gets up. <laughs> he gets up all the time. He's a tough, tough guy. He don't sound it. He don't look it. He don't act it. He's tough. I'm not saying Zion's not tough, but I'm just giving an example of how you can't judge a book. 
you know, with athletes sometimes. Well, you know, and Taz, I look at it, and you, you describe it as toughness. I, I look at it as as a what the body can take. There are certain guys who's Eli Manning, whatever you want to say about Eli Manning, and you mentioned Tom Brady. Eli Manning's another example as well. Eli used to get, I mean, drilled. Destroyed. Right? Yeah. He was yeah. there every week. Yeah, that's Never toughness. got hurt. Never got hurt. He played hurt sometimes, but didn't have the broken clavicle, didn't have the big shoulder injury, didn't anything. His body was able to take the hits. That's it. And that's he was it. able to stay on the field. That's my point. Now, yeah, and that's the that's the point. Now the question is, there are guys, Taz, as you we've run through the NBA, Greg Oden, mm. Bill Walton. There are guys, when you look at the history of the league, of the association, that were remarkable basketball players. But never, and Walton had a great NBA, had a very good NBA career, but he was a legendary collegiate player at UCLA. Greg Oden's career never got going because of the injuries that he sustained. Right. For a guy that what, what was expected to be a trans, you know, a, a transformational talent at the center spot coming out of Ohio State. Maybe it's a case for Zion Williamson, and maybe, listen, maybe I'm putting both cart before the horse, but maybe it's a case here with Zion Williamson, Taz, where he's not going to be, his body is not going to be able to hold up. To what the NBA, what the NBA is asking him to do, night in and night out. Maybe he's a guy that can only play sixty games in the yeah. course of the regular season, where you have to rest him twenty-two games in order to get the best out of Zion Williamson. Maybe he's not a seventy-five game a, guy, a year guy. Right, right. Maybe he's not, not. Maybe his body's not going to be able to hold up. That's something that's yet to be determined. But I think those that are looking at him and say, "Listen, I, I don't know. He's a remarkable basketball player, but." If he can't play, what does that really do for you? It doesn't really do all that doesn't much mean for you. He looks good in a jersey. Right. I mean, that's it. Or in a suit. Or in a suit. Right. right. Exactly. exactly. Well, right. So, I mean, you went through the whole thing about him when he was at Duke. He couldn't last one year. There's no. We have no body of work on and this You brought kid. up the AAU stuff. Yeah, AAU. He got hurt. He got hurt at Duke. But I'm just saying there's no body of work. There's, you can't say like back in the – all right, well, we've seen this guy play three years at – Michigan State or at you know at at UVA and or at Duke, so we know. All right, yeah, he is battle tested. He's not a Drew prone. Most of these guys is one and done. They're boom, boom, boom. Freshman Jones, they're in the NBA. So that's the case with him. No knock on the kid for that, but I'm just saying there's no no body of work to defend him and say no, Moose. Hey, listen, he is a tough kid. No, he's been hurt before and he keeps coming back and he could last the whole year. We can't say that because no. he hasn't. And now to the point you're making, he's going to be in there. With grown ass men that are the best athletes in the world, these NBA guys, and they are nasty. Yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna be gunning, gunning to bang him up, and that's how it's gonna. This is not, this is not ballet, man. What these guys do? No, it's not, Taz. And, and no offense to ballet. No, I get it, but and he's not gonna be able to intimidate guys. No, no way. When dude, he was no at way. Duke, there were probably guys that stepped on the court and said, listen, I don't want to get embarrassed. Yeah. I don't want to be on ESPN. Yeah. I don't want to get dunked on. I don't want to get pushed aside like um, you know, like I'm a, a six year old boy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be treated like a rag doll. None of that kind of stuff. He's not gonna be able to do that in the NBA. You know, because when he steps on the court, they're in the, they're, those guys, uh, you know, you're going up against 25, 26, sometimes, you know, thirty year old grown men who elite, are elite elite level NBA players, Taz that have attained a fair amount of success on their own, and they don't care what Zion Williamson did at Duke. Not saying that they're trying to do anything to him, but they're not, he's not going to be able to step on the court in his sheer presence, no. bring about an intimidation where guys are all of a sudden going to clear the lane. They're going to go after him. And they want to humble him. Yeah. Moose, you know that. They want to humble him. It's just like just like uh, you could go through uh, Colin Murray in the NFL. They, you know, you, Lord knows what these defensive players have been saying to him when they shut him down or, or the Cardinals go three and out. They want to humble these guys. 
And that's what it is because they got to bring it back down to earth, especially someone like this, like Williamson. What is he? Is he even 20 years old yet? I mean, he's, he's uh, 19, I think he's 20 19, years old. Maybe he turned 20. I, I mean, he's at least he's 19, I thought, but maybe he turned 20 years so old. So it's a shame for him that we've, we have went through a litany of knee injuries that this kid had at 19. He's only 19 years old. He hasn't completed a season. He's 19, and he's had left knee, right knee. Now he's getting a scope on the knee uh, for a torn meniscus. Again, a scope is not the end of the world. A zillion sure. athletes. I've had three scopes. But it does weaken your, your joint a little bit and weakens other things in there. And, and you know, he's 6'6", 285. He's got to make sure he keeps his weight right, and hopefully he can battle back. I, I got to tell you, I hope I'm wrong, Moose. I'm going to make a prediction. I don't. When he comes back after the six to eight weeks, Williamson, I don't think he completes the whole season. I don't. Yeah, and I might, hope I'm wrong. I hope he, I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, you might be. I mean, Taz, you, you might be right about that. Um, that he doesn't. Um, and you know, you hope he's going. He's not going to be there upon Anthony Davis's return down in New Orleans. Uh, he should be there when they play on Christmas Day um, uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. And Taz, you, you might be right. I mean, in, in honesty, I mean, I think that would probably be the betting favorite that he does not. Even when he does come back, that his body won't hold up. It's a shame because it, it would have been nice to see him tonight, and you knew he wasn't going to play tonight before this surgery because you thought it was just general knee soreness. Now you get news of this surgery, and now you'll see him in a couple months, which yep. yeah. for the league is not a good thing. Pigskin pileup comes your way next. Taz moves on him Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.